space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is... Gigantics, starring Carly Minardo as Bubs Riel, Christopher Hastings as Begonia Blood Terror, Taylor Moore as Carboat Bin Laden, and Joe Lapore as everything and everyone else. Log, space date 4391039.r. With the Cavalier's clandestine mission, the need for tactics in grand space battles can be somewhat limited. No matter, as my commanding officer aboard the CSS Venture used to say, there is never a dull moment for a capable officer. He eventually had his mind and body forcibly fused with a Grenobulan slurp slug in a ritual of friendship gone horribly wrong. But it's still good advice. Take today, for example. Per a request from the Concilium Ministry of Tourism, I have volunteered to travel aboard the Corexian Starliner Gigantics for her maiden voyage. This vessel has attracted a great deal of attention. She's believed to be the largest starship ever built. Once aboard, I'm to find the ship's architect, Donatello Rosejack, ingratiate myself, and if possible, steal the plans for the Gigantics. So, it would be chance to stretch my petals, so to speak. But at least I won't be acting alone. I've asked Ensign Bubsreel to accompany me. The Starship of Dreams, they call her. Gigantics. 308 decks of splendor. Cabins for 18,000 passengers. Dozens and dozens of hollow zones. Five restaurants. <laughs> And, out of an abundance of caution, at least 100 escape pods. But who are we kidding? A vessel like the Gigantics being space-wrecked is about as likely as Corexia breaking off from Vermont and joining New Hampshire. Not gonna happen. As you make your way towards the Gigantics through the bustling starport, you are shocked by its enormous size. It's easily 10% larger than the Cavalier. You also gawk at the many thousands of passengers making their way along with you. So many strange species, rare in the Concilium worlds, are abundant here in Corexian space. Who do we see? We see Ensign Bubsreel, Space Angel. She has, in an effort to disguise herself, 
uh, put on a spangly gold flapper gown that can barely contain her bulging wings on her back. Her halo has been shoved onto her forehead like a uh, like a tiara, and she's got the little like heart red lipstick on her very thin mouth. Ha cha cha! And of course, alongside Bub's Reel is Begonia Blood Terror, a seven foot tall plant person, uh, technically uh, an angiosperm. Uh, he has dark green petals with white spots and a huge red flower for a head out of which peaks uh, gigantic eyeballs. He is wearing a spiffy tuxedo that is just getting uh, shredded uh, as he's walking forward on his uh, thorns and tangled prehensile root systems that are always dirty because, you know, anytime he has a chance, he's going to dunk those tootsies in the dirt, uh, soak up some nutrients. It was... It must be 8% larger than the Cavalier. Oh, by my calculations, it's exactly 10% larger. Although it does have one fewer restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. I won't be missing the Texas-Canada fusion restaurant that we're so used to. I don't, and I myself, as a space angel, do not eat. There is much I am able to do. There is much I am empowered to do. But as a lowly ensign, I can but shuffle along as another mortal might. How does my back look? Lumpy. Mmm, like a person? Well, there are several types of persons that have lumpy backs, and no one's going to ask a question, really. Well, the benefit of feathers is they don't sweat. Now, I'm curious. Do you think, as a superior officer, that I might come out of this mission with, I don't want to say it, but you know what I'm thinking. Alive? Yes, I think uh, this will be a no, fairly survivable no, no. mission. No, I mean, you know, I, uh, I'm hoping to become, uh, well, one day I'd like to be a captain or even a commander, uh, but I'm, I'm, for now, would settle for a lieutenant junior grade. You think that a successful outcome here might uh, speed things along? Uh, Begonia narrows his petals and says, <laughs> Ensign, for now, I suggest you keep your eyes off the ladder and on the mission at hand. Yes, sir! Thank you. You look nice. Oh, thank you. So do you. I like your shreds. Oh, God damn it! Ah, shredding again! I never wear clothes. Now, I am wondering where you think Donatella Rosejack might be. I mean, this ship is big. It's a big one. It's a big boy. It was my hope that there might be some sort of ceremonial... uh showing him off or something. or Like, oh, welcome to the ship. Here's the captain. Here's the architect. Here's the, the boys in the uh, coal-fueled engines, etc. Uh, you know, give us a, the, the full welcome. You know, they're all very proud, I'm sure, of their new big spaceship. And, uh, and then once we see where he's at, I'll you know, find him at a ball and we'll dance together. Or I'll, I'll uh, find out his room number and go in at night. And, uh, you know, there's all sorts of to find him. As you're saying this, Begonia, you're interrupted as you're jostled by another traveler. Excuse me, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the stranger has jostled me here. Get get out of the way, you immigrant scum. Begonia, Begonia, that's me, Carpet Bin Laden. And we see 
Of course, the Cavaliers, humble vape salesman, Carboat Bin Laden. And yes, he is part of that rare space race we call, <laughs> lovingly, the Spake. Carboat looks like if a spider was also a centipede and then fought its way inside a snake and then decided to leave the snake and then tried to escape the snake. And then halfway through, it got tired. And instead of trying to make a bad situation worse, the centipede spider and snake all agreed to just leave it as it lies. And his body is supported by this sort of robotic nest of needle-sharp thousands, little tiny robotic legs that carry him around. Uh, his face is bad. Cardboard! A short oh, Don't call me cardboard! Listen, 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 it's your, your as well! I didn't know you were on this mission. I'm, oh, well, I'm not on a mission. I'm taking a little secret break away from the Cavalier. Oh, um... Well, you know, it's vape in the morning, vape at night. And every once in a while, a boy meets some r and Good for you. Good for you. Great for me. But listen, don't call me Carboat. I'm going by a nom de vacay. You know, I'm, I'm not sort of, I don't do this sort of thing often. I don't often pretend, I don't often pretend to be someone else. But, you know, it's illegal for a, a concilium citizen, uh, which I hope to be, to be on this ship. And so I have a different name, and that name is Daddy Likey, an, an exotic spank millionaire. Oh, well, uh, my name, while we're on this ship, is Fanny Splendor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you, Fanny. My name is Daddy Likey. I've never actually, um, done, um, this before. I didn't know I needed new name. I usually just, um, ah, uh, uh, I, I assumed you would, uh, you would be my husband, and we would classically have the same last name of Splendor. Oh, perfect. Yes. My name is Begonia Splendor. Okay. That typical for concilium intelligence to send agents out on an undercover mission to give you a cover name is a cover. You know how it is with the, you know, Captain Sisters out of, uh, out of commission, as it were. We are, we are all making it up as we go along. Bubs is really excited. She's like, I've never been undercover before. Usually people think I can't pull it off, but I think I'm pulling it off very nicely. I think I'm blending in. Oh, you had me fooled. <laughs> Just then a woman comes up along your side, oh. Bubs and says, Now, miss, do you mind? Do you mind keeping these, these wings down? We're trying to get a better view of the ship. Oh, my pilot's wings? And she shows up a little airline pin on the front of her dress. No, these you've got some feathers poking out oh, from under, shush, under your shirt. Oh, shut up, please. Shut up, please. Thank you. I will get out of your way. Uh, shut up. Thank you. It's no problem. I tell you, I've been aboard all sorts of Starliners, but is this one so special? She just looks big for the sake of being big to me. Why, you stupid fucking idiot! This is none other than the Gigantics! The Ship of Dreams, they call her. You're probably used to flying on ships that can crash. <laughs> I'm sorry about your friend. He must be some kind of yokel. Seems he's never heard of marketing before. I've never met him before in my life. Wink. Oh, well, you can meet me. My name is Mommy Blue. Mommy Blue! Now, is that blue uh, like the color or blue like the past tense of blow? 
as my late husband liked to say, whichever you prefer. Okay, I have no preference. He sounds fun. What happened to him? Death. <laughs> oh, so he's not coming at all. Not anymore, no. Well, Mommy Blown, it's very nice to meet you. I was wondering if you could tell us where we might find the impressive architect of this vessel. Well, I don't know. I've never been on the dang thing. Well, but surely someone of your social standing would know the time and place for what I imagine must be some kind of ceremonial showing off of the ship's architect. Well, I imagine he might show up to the welcome gala tonight in the grand ballroom. That's exactly what I was talking about. Ooh, okay, confidence is back. Master spy at work. I mean, master guy. This is our friend. And my husband, who isn't dead, sorry. He's also a friend of hers. In a way, he's her best friend. Sure, we were friends first, and that's a nice way for it to happen. You got to be friends to make it last. Thank you both so much for speaking on our marriage. Gosh, it's so fun I could marry him too. That was extremely informative. Thank you. What was your name again? Daddy Likey. And I'm Fanny Splendor. Well, Daddy, it's a pleasure to meet you. I, it's always nice when a mommy meets a daddy. And I also met you. Right. Fanny Splendor. Yeah, hello. Hi. The Angel Girl. <laughs> That's how I'll remember you. I'm an angel on the streets and a devil in the sheets. Just ask my husband and friend, uh, Begonia Splendor. Yes, it's very erotic when she pollinates my buds. Oh, okay. Thanks for sharing all that, but I'm sure I'll see you later on the ship. Maybe. Uh, and Carboat glances down at the passes that they have in their hands. What class are Bubsreel and Begonia's tickets? Carly, can you roll a four-sided die for me? Uh, I rolled a three. Okay. Uh, you're both in steerage. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Only the best. For true mechanical enthusiasts such as us, you can't do better than this steerage, which is where all the dirty machinery goes. And we're poor. Poor and proud, as my pappy used to say. Pappy Splendor. Well, he sounds like uh, we'd get along. Okay. Me, I'm in first class, on account of my late but very wealthy husband. Well, when he shows up, I'm sure he'll be happy to join you in first class. Oh, you're in first class? What a tragedy, Mommy. Now, why is that, Daddy? Well, perhaps you like it, but you see, I'm afraid I could never slum it down in first. Carboat flashes his pass. It is a large floating black diamond. Oh, he's on the he's on the ski slopes of the ship. I'm on the black diamond class. That's right. I'm sure you'll all get there one day. Keep your heads down. You know, work really hard, make sacrifices, got to get smart, got to work smarter, not harder. That's what I say. Hustle, that's how you get to Black Diamond. Well, maybe you'll tell me about how you got there over a dance tonight at the ball. Yeah, sure, if I run out of rich people to dance with. <laughs> All right, you two poors, I, I guess we have to split up. Um... Well, you know what? You know what? You know what? I've, gosh, <laughs> I've just been a sort of black diamond boy for so long. Me, Daddy Likey, the sexy and exotic spake industrialist. I've forgotten how the people down in Steerage live. Why don't I come with you and just sort of refresh myself on what I rose above? 
Oh, well, if you think we can smuggle you in. <laughs> sure, fine. Why are we all being so weird about it? Yeah, you're allowed down there. Oh, and then he um he looks at Carboat and you see like two big flower petals do like an exaggerated wink like they were handled with like the hands of someone into a Muppet. Something is in his eye, and he can't afford to get it out. Well, <laughs> Mommy, it has certainly been an event to meet you, but we must go on to the ceremonial yes, showing I, off. I have to change into my other dress before the gala. This is my Two dresses. day-to-day flapper gown. And I, I see there are plenty of other nude passengers on board, so I will be ridding myself of this ridiculous suit. And Begonia points over to two naked human beings. Oh, I know them! Adam! Adam! Hey! Sup! Bubsriel! Bubsriel, it's so good to see you! Looking good! When did you leave the vanguard? Uh, Bubsriel's face turns very red. And in so doing, uh, it, it heats up her halo, which emits an almost blinding glow. And you can't even see her anymore. She's like whited out. Oh, God! Oh, it's like someone just cleaned the china back home. <laughs> we cut now to the bridge of the Gigantics. There, Captain Horatio Starbucks commands his faithful crew. Release the Galacta moorings. Ready the port engines. Prepare to depart. Aye, aye. Aye, aye, sir. Yes, Captain. Just then, a mate arrives on the bridge with an important message for the captain. Sir, sir, it's uh, uh, apologies, Captain. Sir, uh, it's 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 sir, it's the Mage of Good Fortune. Well, he's um he's uh, out with it, lad. What's the uh, matter? Yeah, I, I Captain, I've been arrested. Arrested? Arrested for what? Wire fraud, sir. Oh, blast it! Well, well, no matter. What about the what about the Assistant Mage of Good Fortune? Bad news there again, sir. I'm afraid the assistant major good fortune, they've decided to go back to teaching. Oh, a noble profession. Yes, yes, a very noble profession. We all agree, right, boys? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we all agree, sir. Teaching's noble. I like teaching. All four of me wives are teachers. Uh, wouldn't get much to do in this society without teachers, would we? No. <laughs> no. I remember whenever there was a tragedy, my mother would say, look for the teachers. They're giving a lesson about what went wrong. Oh, my mum said that as well. I'm your mother. Hello, mum. It's a terrible omen for a maiden voyage. We'll have to cancel. Oh, Captain. Tell all the passengers to disembark and try again next week. Just then, the owner of the Starliner, Bruce Millions, stands up in a corner of the bridge. This ship will leave this port. Damn major superstitions be damned. I've put too much of my own money up for this to be a loss. But, Mr. Billions, it's terribly bad luck. We could put bad morale through the whole crew. And if the passengers get word... Then what'll they do? They'll just have a nice time. All right, so we have to cover this up, then. Does anybody on here have found any... Lucky pennies or the lottery or something. We can strap whoever the luckiest lad is on this ship to the front. It'll be just as good. Everyone on the bridge turns to one of the junior officers who's got a series of four-leaf clovers sticking out of their pocket. Oh, now, now wait just a second now. <laughs> not me clovers. Anything for the ship, anything for the line, but not me clovers. It's not your clovers we want, James. 
What's it these? And he points down, and his feet are two big rabbit's feet. And we notice that it's a big Irish rabbit. Why, his feet aren't the only things rabbit about him. <laughs> no, we'll need you. And the captain walks over, opens a closet, revealing the robes of a mage of good fortune. Have you ever been tied to the front of a ship, lad? Once, sir, but just for fun. Well, this time, it's for duty. I hope you can hold your breath. Well, I don't like it, Mr. Billions, but if you insist, we'll depart with our temporary mage. It'll be fine. Where we're going, we'll be able to find a new one in no time. Very well. You heard him. Anchors away. And with that, we see the ship loosen all its galacta anchors and begin to pull away from the spaceport with a slow building hum, its engines spring to life, and then, with a whoosh, it blasts into hyperwarp, but luxuriously. <laughs> we fade now to the grand ballroom of the Gigantics. Four enormous sweeping staircases spill down to the massive dance floor, already filling with hundreds of the liner's first-class passengers in all their finery. A massive ice sculpture of the Gigantics arriving safely to its destination stands proudly in the center of the room. <laughs> we pan to the first staircase. Who do we see? It's Carbo Bin Laden. And in one of his hundred spiky, sharp, somehow always dripping claws, he's holding a champagne flute that terminates upwards in two flutes of champagne. Pub's real lights on the stairs. She has a ravishing gown on with a plunging neckline and a really high back line to try and cover her wings. Um, she has combed the bangs of her um, hair <laughs> uh, over, over her halo to try and hide it, but you do see a glow through her fringe. Um, and she pauses and holds her hand out waiting for someone to take and there is a completely nude, seven-foot-tall flower man. That's right, we met him only minutes prior. He's just taken off his clothes. It's Begonia... Oh, oh what, what, what was the... What was Splendor, the Splendor. Begonia Splendor. And he is trying to cover up the fact that he's got a four-foot-long uh, Vaser rifle tangled up in his vines that he's trying to hide. He feels more comfortable carrying it. Now listen, you two. No one's expecting anyone from Steerage to be here at the ceremonial showing off gala, okay? So if anyone asks, you're just two poor immigrants I hired to be my Digimon. Well, asshole. Well, lucky for us, I don't think that Mommy's going to remember us. I doubt we made any kind of impression on her, and she's the only one that knew we were supposed to be in steerage. Well, yep, listen, your, your evening flapper dress is from last season. From the staircase directly across from you, you hear a familiar voice. Bob's real, it's Adam! How'd you get up here? I, I swear I saw you headed to third class. Uh, Bob's Real just tucks her chin into her neck and shakes her head rapidly and just goes, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. It's no more real names. Cut it out. Um, darling. Yes? Don't you have, um, and he tries to whisper in here, divine powers that you can use to wipe out these annoyances and so forth? Yes, I could 
As a matter of fact, cleave this ship in two, pluck Donatello from inside of it, and deliver him on my hand to God himself. But as a lowly ensign, I am not permitted to use these powers unless expressly commanded to, and it must be in a correct usage case as outlined by the guidelines of the Concilium Vanguard. Oh, all right. Well, then, um, as your commanding officer, uh, you're allowed to tell Adam to be quiet. That can't be so bad. Stop talking all fancy and technical like you do. Remember, you're dumb, poor immigrants. We pan over to the third staircase. There. Three. A four. Ah. We see a man enter with a studious brow, but a devilish grin. Dressed in an emerald green tuxedo with flecks of gold, he is clearly an Altarine, based on his silver skin and elfin ears. You recognize this immediately as Donatello Rosejack, architect of the Gigantics. He's even more striking in person. He begins to descend the grand staircase. Oh, darling. That's him. I'm too poor and stupid to recognize anyone. And you see those big pedals wink at Carbo. That a plant? <laughs> well, look at that one. That's how you walk down some stairs. Oh, maybe someday I'll earn enough money to buy that kind of confidence. A man is now running up the staircase towards you. <laughs> Bubsreel, hey, it's me, Adam. What, what, what was the silent treatment? Bubsreel says, Adam, so good to see you, and puts her head, her forehead, against his forehead, and inside of the jelly of his body, he feels the vibrations of her heavenly voice being projected directly into his brain, and it says, Lo, but do not spaketh me as though thy know me. You know if not my purpose here. Please be gone and speak no longer of our acquaintance. <laughs> Blood cannons out the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> no, he stumbles back, stunned, tears streaking down his face. He looks up at you the eyes of a man who has seen the face of God and he says you don't want to be friends anymore you heard my wife apparently uh, beat it she got married I didn't even get an invite and Adam wanders down the stairs lost we were too poor for a wedding <laughs> this is helping it. I'm really I feel like every no, you're time doing I say great. yes it's helping okay good Danny, what's your mission and how can I help that architect I pretended not to know was an architect. You don't know him? I know of him, and I, uh, I believe that I might be able to steal the plans for this entire ship off of him and take it back to the Concilium. The Concilium wants the plans for the Gigantics, eh? Who wouldn't? Look at this thing. The ship of dreams, they call her. Yeah, pretty good boat. This ship is new and there are still some kinks. And for a moment, the staircase you're on turns into a slide and you all slide down to the ballroom. Whee! <laughs> Whee! La 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 la! Oof! Now that is one way to make an entrance. And Mommy Blue leans down and helps up Bub's Reel. Oh, good, you're here, Mommy Blue. <laughs> oh, thank you, stranger. So tell me how are things down in first class? Enjoying your little cardboard box full of cheese and apple slices? <laughs> well, I did enjoy my in-room hot tub, I'll tell you that much. 
Mama needs a good soak now and then. They make you do it in your room? Ah, but you do muddle through somehow. Yes, it's only 4,000 square feet. I barely have room for all my belongings. I, I couldn't fit all my pianos in there, but I understand how you could have fun. <laughs> um, Bub's Reel is... She's easily a head taller than Mommy, and she is scanning the room to see where uh, where Donatello has landed. Make a feelings roll. It's a failure. You don't see him, but you do hear someone clear their throat behind you. And <clears throat> uh, she turns ever so slightly. It's like her eyes turn first, you know, and then her head follows. <laughs> what your eyes see before your head has a chance to react are the piercing diamond eyes of Donatello Rosejack. <gasps> he brushes his hair back and holds a champagne flute up to you and says, I couldn't help but notice you didn't have a drink. Oh, that's true. I had just fallen on my bottom and didn't have a chance to get myself a drink. Of course, if I did want to drink, my husband here, this plant, would have happily fetched one for me. But it's so nice that you brought me one. I must be quite fetching in your eyes. <laughs> and she takes the glass and um, puts her entire mouth around the rim. <laughs> uh, well, you did catch my eye, but uh, I didn't know you were married. Good night. And he turns uh, and walks away. <laughs> but Begonia is, is pulling at a giant metal band uh, stuck on one of his branches, and he's trying to get rid of it. Like, no, it was perfect. It would have worked. It would have You're losing him in the crowd. He's, he's moving away. No, no. Uh, Mr. Donatello, apologies. You see, these are two poor people that I hired to be my Digimon, and in my fantasy, be it what it is, I imagine that they are married and also friends. And you've got to be friends to make it work, Mr. Donatello Rose Jack. Hi, my name's Daddy Likey, famous fake industrialist. I invented vaping. <laughs> Please make your acquaintance. I'm Donatello Rose Jack. I am the ship's architect. I <gasps> designed the Gigantics. You're that famous architect. Yeah. So and I me. designed its sister ship, the Big Buddy. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, since this is all pretend anyway, I could pretend to be your wife for the evening if no one objects. I don't know if you need to pretend to be my wife. That's all ah, a little... proposal most indecent, Mr. Rosejack. I'll tell you what, it's a deal. I'll pay you one million deals, and you take this human Digimon off my table. And, uh, and Begonia nods cuckoldishly. If you insist. Yes, yes Begonia Splendor. Tonight you wear the hornet cap. Donatello unbuttons the top button on his shirt, revealing a toned chest, but also a QR code. Oh, 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 oh right now? Why not? I'm so vulgar. People <laughs> in my class, it's usually a handshake deal, and then we have a home office and a cashier's check later. Oh, well, I guess we do things a little differently where I am. As the ship's architect, of course, I'm in double black diamond. I'm sorry, you're on what? Double... I misheard you. <laughs> you could design a ship that can't crash, but I guess you can't speak clearly at your own gala. Try it again. I am in double black a diamond. A diamond? There's a 
practice a double black diamond? Yes. I'm too poor to be allowed to think about such a thing. Are we married now? I would love a snack. Oh, my wife, of course. Oh, garçon! And a waiter comes over with a plate of hors d'oeuvres. Ah! Now, a reminder that Bub's Reel as a space angel does not eat. So any any time she is uh, engaging with food or beverage, it would be like putting an hors d'oeuvre in, a, in your sock drawer. It just doesn't. It just sits there and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> like it would just sit, sit in her like internal space and rot. It just it just rests in her. Like she she's like a chocolate <laughs> she's like a chocolate Easter bunny, and there's like nothing. There's nothing like, inside. The, the bucket. Yeah. She got a bucket body. Every decade she needs to absorb some mana. Yeah, she mm. get, yes, she'll absorb some mana and every once in a while she'll get emptied at the ship, but other than that. <laughs> Dr. Jane will in just this, squeeze her. It's an invasive yeah. surgery. Yeah, yeah. In, this ca- in this canon, I'm sure to forget the hors d'oeuvres just, just fall into her. Mmm, tuna on toast. <laughs> yes, yes, there you go. Try it. Mmm, I like mayonnaise. So, I was wondering... Doesn't it taste like it was prepared in a well-designed kitchen? Wouldn't you say? Yes, say that I can really taste the layout of this place on this tuna toast. Another one! (laughs) Do you want more? More, wife? (laughs) Yes, why not? She shrugs to her friends. (laughs) What might be nicer as I... No, you have uh, trouble, Tummy. Is um, instead of tasting the layout of the ship, if we're a personal tour, <gasps> taken yes! with your eyes instead of mouth. Ah, my cuckle Digimon has done it again. Why don't you take us on a tour? After all, if I'm renting a poor person to you for the night, at least you should see me where she'll be kept. Oh, marvelous idea! So I'd like to distract on a teleport. Okay, make a feelings roll. I got my laser feelings. Do you want to ask me a question? Sure. Is anyone on this ship up to something villainous that we need to be aware of? Yeah, there's like a there's a rich son who's kind of forcing a, a woman into a marriage she doesn't want. Great. So I succeed. So Bob's real. I'm gonna say throws her voice for a second angelically. So it's like. Oh, what? What's that? He turns around. While he's turned around, Bobsreel is going to take her halo off her head and put it on Begonia. And with that, he will be able to see what she sees through her eyes. Oh, oh, I see. I, all I can see is the beauty and the folly of man. Oh. Begonia, quick, while he's distracted, we've got 20 seconds. I don't have any fucking money. I, I, sell vapes. I sell vapes on a spaceship where everybody mostly still smokes regular cigarettes and cigars and cigarillos and cigaritos. We gotta find one million tea holes. Post haste, you're in an intelligence officer. Got any ideas? Uh, why don't we just complete the mission and then you can escape? It's crazy enough to work. Oh, all right. I thought it was pretty straightforward. Donatello turns back. Tuna. Must have been a scheming ventriloquist. Anyways, friends, I can't give you all a tour. I'm afraid since you don't all have double black diamond, I can't show you every single part of the ship. That's only for my wife and I, but 
I can take her, and maybe she can tell you about it later. Oh, I'm quite a tale teller. Would you care? Uh, that would really turn me on, yes. My quarters up on the double black diamond deck will visit later. But right now, wife, I'm sure you'd like to see the rest of the ship. I would love to. I'll allow it. And you know what, Donatello? This one's on me. Hi, listeners. It's me, Joe Lapore, GM and producer of Oh These, Those Stars of Space. But what I am the most today is sorry. I have so much to apologize for, but where to begin? Well, from the day we launched These Those, alongside it, we have also launched a Patreon page. That's right, a special web page at www.patreon.com slash space. link in the episode notes, where for the low, low price of $5 a month, you get access to a bonus full episode of Oh These, Those Stars of Space each and every month. A whole separate adventure from what you'll hear on the main feed, featuring all of your favorite characters, Legs, Katya, even Rumda. I know, I know, it is too good a deal. Perhaps the best deal in podcasting. And for that, I'm so sorry. Important people in my life came to me and said, Joe, what you're doing is too crazy. There's also, oh, these, those chats of show where you answer subscriber questions, cool art and other in-universe bonuses. Joe, you'll overwhelm them. It's too much. But I didn't, I didn't listen until it was too late. And now it's there right now. You could subscribe today and immediately have access to 15 new these, thoses, plus so much more. And I wish I could say I'm going to stop, but I can't. I know that I can't. I'm going to keep making new hilarious, amazing episodes only available on Patreon with the whole cast and no one, no one can stop me. But I promise you this, I'm going to sit my content-making ass down and listen. And I hope you do too. We fade to the quarterdeck of the Gigantics. The beautiful starlit sky illuminates this exterior space. You're able to walk around as if you're in the void of space itself, thanks to impressive atmospheric shielding. With everyone at the gala, Bubsreel, you and Donatella have the whole deck to yourselves. My, what a lot of space, and I mean that in almost every possible way. You see the expansive rings of a nearby planet stretch out before you. Bubsreel is trying to act impressed, but you have to remember that as a space angel, she's seen this so many times and she could skip about outer space without the aid of any helmet or breathing apparatus. When she sees the Saturn-like rings stretch out before her, she can't help but give a little yawn. And then a moon swings by. (laughs) Oh my! Wow! Yeah! Wow! Wow! Yes! You know, originally, they wanted to make her a thousand feet shorter. Uh, what? The moon? No, the ship. Oh, that would have been too small. That's what I said. Mm. They called me a crank, a fool. But I persisted, and I won. And now look where we are. Isn't it magnificent? It's stunning. I am so bewitched by your design sensibilities. 
and how much you like this big sky and how much we can see it right now. Yes, it's not every day you can walk around like this and see the full sweep of space. Why, look over there. Look at that nebula. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I've spent the last 10 years designing this ship. 10 years? Can you believe I'm over 30? I... <laughs> I would have put you at a, at a precocious 29. And yet... I've poured my whole life, my whole being into this gigantics. I've never had time for a real wife. Well, I say this ship is your wife. And I would love to see how you designed her. In some ways, metaphorically, maybe she is my wife and he runs a hand along the railing. But I'll never consummate it. Not in the conventional sense. I imagine it wouldn't make much difference even if you could, with, but with the size difference and all. Yes, I suppose that's true. We cut very briefly to Carboat and Begonia. Oh my god, he's gonna fuck. We're gonna watch him fuck the ship, aren't we? I think he's saying he's already tried. <laughs> well, he's building up to something. He's building the groundwork. He's trying to normalize it. He's testing the waters. He's gonna put his weyness in the ship. We cut back. They've moved to the bow. Look at it. You can see all of space from here. Bob's real, starting to really get into the role play here. Yeah. Grabs onto one of the railings. Of the bow and steps up onto it. Oh, look at me! Oh, Fanny. <gasps> My name! I've always imagined this moment were possible, but here, it's finally here. Yes, yes, you're like the queen of the world. I'm the queen of the world! Yeah! Yeah! He holds your waist. Wow! <laughs> Bubsreel, being swept up in the moment, completely unfurls. Her, her wings, her impressive wingspan spreads as she takes in the vista on the bow. <gasps> wow! You're incredible. Now this has ripped, this has ripped her dress clean off because her wings are huge. But luckily her body glows to preserve her dignity and she has no butt crack anyway. Wow! I'm so glad I could share this moment with you. I feel like I'm new! Would you ever, I don't know, consider being my not-pretend wife? Oh, well, I'd like to go on some dates first. Okay, sure, yes, yes. Maybe this could be a date. Sure, this counts as a date. She turns to face you, and again, it is like... What you're essentially seeing is like glowing string cheese in front of you. She has a very straight little tall body. And it is just like a barely glowing milky white. With a human head and wings. With a human head with a page boy haircut and wings. Fanny, you're glowing. It's you. It's this ship. Ah! We pan just below the bow to the perch of the Mage of Good Fortune. A dead Irish rabbit <laughs> floats in the vacuum of space. We cut to the crow's nest of the Gigantics. There, two lookouts pass the time. Oh, look at this. What's happening down on the bow? Ah, weird alien shit. That one's glowing, got wings. That one's handsome, looks a little too young. Ah, I hate space shit. I miss me own Venus. Oi, I wish I was on Venus right now. Then we have to look at all these planets and such. Hey, you know what? If I was on Venus, I'd be enjoying a good pee wet right now. Yeah. Hey, you know what? 
I think I'm tired of looking at all the planets and so on and so forth coming our way. I don't want to look at them anymore. This ship's unsinkable anyway. Uncrashable. Whatever. <laughs> but Brayden, it's your job. I'm allowed to have a break. Eh? You just got back from your break. It's almost my turn for break, but look, we're entering an asteroid field. Perfect time to go on break. I don't want to get dinged on head by one of those. Brayden, but that's our job, to avoid obstacles. Yawn. <laughs> our two lookouts are so busy wrapped up in this argument, they fail to see the comet streaking towards the port bow. Does Bubsreel see it? Bubsreel, you're turned around. You're <gasps> facing Donatello. Your oh, flat no. ass is pointing toward the front of the ship. <laughs> Her string cheese behind. Bubsreel, make a laser's roll. Success. You're thrown. Oh! There's, a sh- there's a shudder and a crash as the comet collides with the port bow of the Gigantics. Bubsreel clatters to the ground. You fall directly on top of Donatella Rosejack. You face each other, mere inches apart from each other. Wow, you've really got me shaken up. I felt it too. You did? Really? Yes, I did. I physically did. Incredible. Wow. Fanny, you're the most amazing woman I've ever met. Oh, thank you, Donatello. <laughs> she gives him a little kiss. <laughs> she gives him a very tight mouthed little kiss on his forehead. <gasps> but your your moment is cut short. You hear shouting up towards the bridge. Mates are running back and forth. Oh no, I, uh, we should continue the tour. They're yelling at us to keep going. You stand up and for the first time, you notice that a bunch of chunks of ice from the comet have landed uh, around you on the quarterdeck. Oh no! Did you put this ice here? What? No! Donatello runs to the railing and looks down, and from where he stands, he can see the giant mass of the comet just, like, punched into the bow of the ship. Oh my goodness. No. Oh No! This is terrible. No, it couldn't. It couldn't be. Fanny, we're in real trouble. Well, just put on, you know, the backup shields or whatever safety measure you designed, right? No, no, it's not the backup shields. It's there's one design element that I couldn't account for. You see, right there, right below us, that's where the forward gravity wells are located. And if those fail, why, they're tied into the ship systems in such a way it could cause a massive cascading failure. The whole thing could go down. Well, fix it, or I won't marry you. I don't know if there's anything we can do. I think we might have to abandon ship. We cut down to the gravity well room. There are lots of oily aliens shoveling gravity ore into the gravity wells to keep the gravity afloat. There's a lot of steam and there's a lot of like giant machines chunking and chugging. And then the whole room uh, is blown open. Several of the aliens are sucked out. I was just an intern. Oh no! Help! You're struggling. You're trying to reach the doors to get out of here, to get out of this compartment, but the space-tight doors are closing. You've only got seconds. I'm safe. My voice is just like this. Help me! And and one of your comrades reaches his hand through. 
No, don't, don't help him. It's us or him. We've got to get the door closed. Please, just pull me through. Branson, no! I pull a gun out and I shoot his hand. <laughs> now shut the door! It closes. Thank God, we're safe. Ha ha! No jury could convict us. Thus ends the conflict. <laughs> we cut now to the bridge. Man, what's happened here? What's going on? Comet, sir, it's in the prow of the ship. The prow? No, there couldn't be. I'm afraid so, sir. Look at your rings. We see there's a giant, like, applause sign hung, uh, and the only words on it are, Comet has hit thee, and then there's a big wheel with different parts of the ship, and the red arrow goes, stink, 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 and lands on prow, and it lights up and bells go off. Mr. Prow, sir. That's what I always feared. This never would have happened if we had, and he turns to Mr. Billions, a mage of good fortune. <laughs> That's just superstition. The only way this happened was because of that second-rate architect. I'm sure of it. Not to be disrespectful, sir, but certainly we'll be all right. What Donatello Rosejack's been on every under 30, over 30 list published in the last 10 years. Why, in a few, he was the only one on it. You're right. We should be fine as long as the comet hasn't pierced two compartments. Quick, how many compartments has the comet pierced? We look up and we see that we see that there's a giant like old train station sign with the number boards that flip. And at the top it says, number of chambers pierced by the comet. Oh, hold on one second, sir. It'll reset any moment now. And then the And then it and then it's stuck. It gets stuck. Quick, go over and knock it. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I'll just grab his broom, sir. And he takes the broom and he pokes the sign with it. Boy, it's what we feared, sir. It's two. Only two. Wait, hit it one more time. All right. No, I'm afraid it's still two, sir. Three. Oh, probably stop there, though. Three's the magic number. First day of the Space Navy Academy down in Vermont. It ticks over to four. Ah, probably a mistake with a sign, isn't it? It ticks back to three. Ah, oh, see? All's well that ends well. Three compartments lost out of how many? Six? Seven? Let's go to the pub, boys! No, man! Oh, All right! Hey. Listen to me! Remember what I said before we started looking at the sign? If three compartments are pierced, then we're done for. Abandoned ship. But, sir, there's not enough escape pods for even the crew. You hear the distant thunking of, a, of feet pattering down the hallway as Billions is already off for the first escape pod he can get to. <laughs> and as he does, you're already starting to feel a tilt forward, like something is wrong with the gravity. No! Sir, what should we do? Well, according to regulations, it's crew first. Aye, sir. If that's what it's supposed to be, the first mate walks over to a big cabinet that says, in case of ship impossible crash and he opens it and it's full of nooses all right boys line up fit me will you one size fits all i'm afraid no i got a big neck oh yeah you do have a big neck you were told in case of a big neck to bring your own noose oh so i have we cut to a custodian's closet. In the middle of the room, uh, there swings a single unshaded light bulb, and beneath that, an old wooden chair, and tied to that chair is Mommy Blue, with a single vaser rifle blast through her dead skull. Begonia and Carboat are going through her thing. Oh, look at this. She's not even an organ donor. 
Ha. Ah, you can't trust the rich. Well, here's your first class pass. Thank you. Should we check back in with, uh, what's her name? Bob's real? Oh, right. She was doing terrific flirting. Very realistic. Uh, I wasn't concerned. Let me just check in right now and... Yeah, not really my thing. Oh, Step no! mothers. You what? The ship has been struck by a comet. Hey, it's fine. It's, un- it's uncrashable. That's the whole point of why we're here. If you're gonna be in one ship to be struck by a comet, it's this one. It seems that it that was untrue. The comet has pierced the ship. The gravity well's going to go under any moment. Well, isn't she with Donatello? Is he panicking or is he like, oh, it's fine. I designed it to be able to withstand, you know, the comet. He seems to be a man who is, uh, his fraud has finally been discovered. Personally, I don't know what that's like, can't relate, but academically, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> we got a vamoose. You said it. <sighs> we have to collect Bob's reel and then... First escape pod out of here. We don't want the plans of a sinkable ship. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he really makes sense. God, I can't believe that Donatello guy was so full of shit. I subscribe to his podcast. <laughs> Just, you know, he has these long conversations. He just lets people talk and you don't get that anywhere else. That's so true. I'll have to check it out if he survives. Well, not now. Okay, look, let's go. Let's get Bob's real. You can check it out if he dies. (laughs) I hate trying to go through a backlog. Only the new stuff. Yeah, gotta get it on the ground floor. It's not like any other entertainment in the world. You gotta get it when it first comes out. It's not like any, it's not like books, it's not like movies, it's not like TV. You gotta get it on the ground floor. Too many episodes? I hate it. Give me, give me a gamble. Let me not know if I like it. We'll say, wait for the next one. That's what I like. You hear a coughing in the room with you? Oh, shoot her again, shoot her again. Boy, do I have a headache. Begonia shoots her again with his giant rifle. We cut back to Donatello and Bubs Rio. Fanny, listen to me. I'm listening, but I don't like what I'm hearing. I have a private escape pod that I can get us to, but it's in the stern. In the stern, you said? Yes. Back in the broom closet, uh, the halo glows as if to suggest, did you get that? Begonia, turn it on. Private escape pod in the stern. That means the back. The stern, the back, that means aft. Uh, And then back to Bubs Reel and Donatello. And Bubs Reel wheels back and slaps Donatello in the face. And she hits him so, even though she didn't exert much effort, it feel, he, he feels bones crack. Oh. And she steps to him, glowing a little brighter and a little milkier and says, you would dare escape like a coward on a private escape pod and condemn these poor rich people to ruin on a ship on a death trap that you designed? How could you? I was offering to take you. Oh, goody. Oh, I'll feel great about that in the morning. Yeah, good. Yes, great. Sucking you off in a big old escape pod while everyone around us is dying? I'm sure you'd love that, wouldn't you? Bubs Real, you don't understand. I wanted to include many more escape pods, so many more, but Bruce Billions wouldn't let me. He said they weren't worth the cost. And you carried forward anyway. Take responsibility for your part in this. We are no longer getting married. 
and she turns and her flat bottom flashes at you. If that's the case, then I'm afraid you'll have to find your own escape pod. If he's going to try to get away from Bob's reel, he's going to have to try pretty hard. He begins running. Okay. <laughs> Fuck him up, Angel. Fuck him up. <laughs> he doesn't even hear her coming. She's she's on him in a flash. And they tumble and tumble through the hallway until she's pinned him. And she pushes her forehead against his forehead. How, Daddy? What cowardice is this? that you build this death bomb and set it aflame while others sit unknowing in its belly ready to erupt? Have you no dignity? Have you no decency? I, an instrument of the divine, judge thee to be unworthy. You see in his mind's eye the child Donatella Rosejack, just a boy, just a tiny boy, being shipped off to boarding school. His stern parents look down at him and say, It is time for you to become a man. Know that we will not love you until you build the biggest starship that has ever existed. <laughs> Goodbye until Christmas. <laughs> also, we believe you will never find a wife. <laughs> I'm going to blow your mind right now and let you know a little secret. Uh, I am not a human woman. I am a space angel. What? A lowly... <laughs> A lowly ensign, yes. But to this day, I've never realized the shame of complacency. When I could do something for all these people on board, which you will not do with all your fancy planning. And Bob's Real is going to extend her wings and they're going to glow. And she's going to try to duplicate the escape pods so that there are enough for everybody wow. to escape. Okay, make a feelings roll. Just like Jesus did with loaves and fishes. Exactly. A feelings roll. It's a success. I got a six. She's breaking the game. It's as if everyone's heart skips a beat for a moment, and they all, everyone sort of shakes their head and, and gets their bearings again. And yes, there is suddenly an extra deck of the ship filled with 100 more escape pods. <laughs> Bob's real, uh... Bob's real, you're tired. <laughs> God's yeah. a Democrat. Yeah, Bob's real. <laughs> hey, Bob, hey, hey, Jack, we doubled the number of escape pods on that ship. Bob's real breaks into a sweat for the first time that anyone's ever seen. And it looks like beads of orange Gatorade on her forehead. And she collapses, falling to the ground like a feather. Oh, whoa! Begonia, did you feel that? Yes, it was as though I, for a moment, grew a human heart. And then it gave me what I have read on Wikipedia is called a uh, panic attack. Uh, yeah, Daddy, no likey. Okay, I feel we just have to turn a few more co- Oh, shit, what's this? And we see that down one hallway that they're running by, there's like an iron gate uh, that you can see through. Uh, and behind the gate are a bunch of big rabbit families. And they're all wearing wool, and a couple of them are carrying fiddles. And they're saying, oh, help us, help us. Our arms are too tired from fiddling and dancing down below to move this gate. Surely we'll drown. And sure enough, a window behind Begonia explodes in, and space begins to pour through. Uh, Begonia, what do, what, do we, what do we do here? Oh, God. 
all the rabbits are being sucked away. <laughs> we have to save them. I hate a Vermonter, but whatever these rabbits are, surely can't be that. Fine. Let's get the gate open. Fine. All right, and uh, Begonia uh, twists his roots around the uh, the gate and starts to lift. Uh, Begonia, make a laser roll. It's success. Ooh. You do it. You're able to lift it about a foot, but it's too hard to lift it any higher. You'd need, I don't know, help? Carboat whips out uh, a multi-tool that has, like, a laser-welding coping saw on it. Taylor, make a laser's roll. Oh, baby. Maximum laser roll. <laughs> I win. I win. We, um, we, we win. win. Teamwork. Yeah, it works. You're able to saw through. All right, here we go. Now we're all running down the hall. Thank you. Yes. Hey, Carbot. What? You're all right. <laughs> where are you running to? We're trying to run to what uh, the stern, where we believe that there is a private uh, escape pod that we yes. will be able to get access to. We won't have to fight the rabble over. So most of the other people are running in the opposite direction from you. You have to um, get around them. Also, you're now running uphill. Okay. <laughs> I guess the life paths are just like the high APRs on retail credit cards. The poor don't know about it, and it kills them. <laughs> we cut back to Bubsriel and Donatello. He, with some effort, pushes her off of him. She's still unconscious. He looks down and says, I want a divorce. <laughs> he leaves her and begins running for the stern. Is there any way that Bubsriel might have communion with her space god in this moment? Uh, make a feelings roll. Success. Bub's real. Through the fog and days, you find yourself on a different plane of reality altogether. Space God. Hello, Space God. It's me, Bub's real. Are you there? Oh, Bub's real. Back again, I see. Yes, it's me. Hello. Well, what trouble have you gotten into lately? Oh, Space God. I, I tried to save a spaceship full of. My platoon's enemies, and I only got about a quarter of the way there. And I feel very lost right now, and my body is limp on the ground and may be destroyed. Uh, Bubsreel, tell me this. Just put my mind at ease. Have you gotten that promotion yet? Um, I was going to, and then, uh, because Captain Sisters is dead, and mm -hmm. I had no captain to approve mm -hmm. and ratify the paperwork. I am in a bit of a state of limbo. And then... No, I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. And I... So no is the short answer. No, I recently got rid of limbo. Oh, nice choice. Yeah, I just... It was... I was never letting anyone out there, and it just seemed... It just seemed kind of a downer, so I just blinked the whole, the whole place out of existence and all the souls in it. Wow. They're better off that way. Here's my problem, though, Bubsriel. Mm -hmm. You see, you get how your low station reflects poorly on me, right? But I, uh, I always... Like, when my space angels go out into the universe, I want them to succeed. I want them to show others how uh, being a part of my divine glory helps them succeed. I do my best. And there you are at the bottom of the pecking order. Well, I... I am... Swabbing decks and doing whatever it is, Ensigns, too. I mean, blessed are the humble, for they will please Space God. 
will you hold this for a second? And um, God is folding laundry and he just gives you like a pile of socks. Bobsreel starts pairing them. I understand my my space, Lord. I do try to honor you and give you glory. There's always- Well then promise me this. Can you promise me this? Okay. Really try. Make a real effort this time, okay? Her lip is quivering. Um, she looks at you with the big, watery eyes of a sad child. I have to assume the problem has been you just haven't been giving it hard enough. Let's have a sense of urgency, Bub's real, okay? Can we try that? I will devote myself to you anew and really try this time and stop sitting on my hands. Great, and w- I'm sorry, why are you here in the first place? I don't want to die. Jesus. I'm asking you to grant me the grace to get off this spaceship. Well, Bubsreel, you're you're an angel. What are you what are you worried about happening? I suppose I have grown attached to this ship and its peoples and this form, my shapely body. Bubsreel, in your last appearance, you entered the void of space and and put some and grabbed some souls with your bare hands and stuck them back in bodies and you're worried about what, what, I, I'm sorry, I still don't understand. What are you worried about here? Don't you see I've given you everything you already need, darling? Bobsreel drops the socks that she was pairing, and she bows deeply. She genuflects, and she, she clasps her hands together and says, Thank you. Now go regain consciousness, and you're whipped back to reality. Bobsreel's bloodshot eyes shoot open. She scans the room. And she gets up on her feet and runs down the hall. We cut back to Carboat and Begonia. You've made it to the stern. You found the private escape pod for the ship's architect. And we're standing in front of the door, both of us covered in gore and blood. Around us, a pile of scheming ventriloquists. Their dummies (laughs) shattered. (laughs) God, they fight like mother bears. You work on hacking your way into this thing, and I'll keep an eye on our six. Hacking? uh, I don't know anything about hacking unless we're talking about a point-of-sale system for my vape store. Have some faith, humble vape salesman. Maybe it is just like that. And Begonia turns around. Should have kept an eye on your six sooner, Begonia. Oh, Drax. Who said that? I'm not turning around. It's me, Donatello. (gasps) Donatello Rosejack from earlier. We met... I just heard you call him Begonia. Yes! I was always called Begonia. Oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you didn't know is that my last name is Blood Terror. And what you didn't know is that I have a vaser, too. You hear his vaser cock. Oh, gross. <laughs> Yay! Begonia uh, slowly puts both of his <laughs> twigs in the air. Uh, you know, the two main ones that look like arms. One still has his massive uh, vaser rifle in it. It's odd. This is the only escape pod in this part of the ship, but it's keyed to my biometrics. All the other escape pods are down on deck 248. You're all standing at a steeper and steeper incline. This, the ship is still going down, and you're, you're, you can hear now the whistle of the ship's atmosphere being sucked out, and it's getting louder and closer. Space is pooling around our feet. The ventriloquist <laughs> heap is sort of sliding into the corner. It's getting hard to stand. Uh, what part of your body is tied to the door? You, you Surely you'd like to gloat over the sophistication of your security? 
Well, it only seemed fair. I put my heart into designing the Gigantics. And so, I keyed the biometrics of my private escape pod to my very heart itself. Sort of a metaphor, you see, of my whole experience here. He can't finish, because four angelic fingers and an angelic thumb burst from his chest, (laughs) holding his still-beating heart. (laughs) Bubsriel! You see Bubsriel clasping Donatello's heart, and she looks more beautiful than you've ever seen her before. She is... Every part of her is glowing. Her hair is flowing like she's underwater. Her eyes are gold and sparkling, and her lips are parted, and she's emitting a slight angelic... Just then, the power cuts out. It's finally failed. The room is only lit by the glow of Bubsriel herself. Wow! Good! <laughs> A small plume of pollen spits out of Begonia. <laughs> As he's staring. Bubsriel very gently, with her wings, one after the other, pushes Begonia and Carboat aside, thrusts the heart into the lock mechanism of the escape pod and twists it. Love's real. Oh no. Nothing happens. It wasn't keyed to his heart itself. It was keyed to his heart, Pete. You'll need to massage it and make it beat to the right rhythm. Make a feelings roll. Okay. Bubsriel turns to Carboat and Begonia and says, I need a beat. Uh, sure. I was actually filming everything earlier, so I can just put the footage through an infrared filter, and, yep, I can extract his heart rate. You want resting while we were drinking and dancing, or what? Resting. Okay. Like, that's gonna be 93 beats a minute. But how are we gonna measure 93 beats a minute? It's not like a bunch of musicians are gonna fall past the window any second. Okay, Cabo reaches out the broken porthole, and then pulls back in uh, a, an alien whose body is shaped like a cello and it be- <laughs> puts it down. I right, look, I saved your life. You gotta play us a beat. 93 beats a minute. Come on. Okay. Bub's Reel taps her angelic foot in time with the cello and expertly contracts the heart at the rate of 93 beats per minute. You do it for a moment and you wait patiently and then... <gasps> The lock turns green. With a hiss, the door to the escape pod opens, but there's only room for three, and you've got this alien cellist with you. My friend, it's been an honor playing with you this night. It's been an honor for me, too. Goodbye forever, my friend. Good goodbye, yes. Bob's real, Bob's real tucks you all into the escape pod and closes the door and then grips it like she's a koala bear gripping like the trunk of a tree <laughs> with a boom it shoots out from the stern Whoa! you're flying through space seeing all of the other escape pods thunk, shoot out thunk, thunk, from the dying thunk, corpse of the gigantics thunk, thunk, thunk. 
With a shudder, the massive vessel breaks in two, and you see lots of little alien bodies just pouring yeah, out we're, into we're, space. We're hitting them. We're just hitting yeah. the corpses as we go. Many of them are holding on to doors or other things that could try and help them, but not in the void of space. You all take a moment to take in this awesome and horrible sight and then turn back to your little pod. Is, uh, is Bubsville all right out there? She seems to be enjoying it. Wow! Okay! Yeah! you've never seen space quite like this as it races by. For the first time in a long time, you're gripped by the enormity of it all. And she feels small for the first time, even though she's pretty tall. The cellist alien looks at a panel. He furrows his brow and turns back to you. Looks like we'll make it to safety in four days. Uh, Gonna just get comfortable, I guess. Uh-huh. This is Begonia Bloodcarrier to the Cavalier. Three to teleport. What? Oh, thanks, Space Jehovah. The cellist is left alone. Oh, they could have taken me too. What do we have here? Oh, some hummus. I'm allergic. Oh, pretzel sticks. Expired. Where do you go to the bathroom in here? Hmm. What adventure lies next amongst, oh, these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space stars Ali Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Oh, These Those Stars of Space is edited by Sam Grant, designed by Joe Lepore, and produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. With the support of our patrons and our rear admiral, Lucas Wagner, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh These, Those Stars of Space. Bob's reel is the last to materialize in the teleporter. Backyard Pile is there to greet her. Ensign Bob's reel, as the new head of security, I have to ask you, was the mission a success? Bob's reel's glowing golden eyes meet backyards, and she says, "That's Lieutenant Junior Grade Bob's reel to you, sir." Okay. okay.